What's up with it? Good morning. You know, it's funny. The Raiders ain't won a Super Bowl in how long? Hold up. We still, we still got more rings than y'all. Y'all only got one ring, Saints. Who that? <laughs> Don't start no comedy show over here. I will roast you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, before I get in my passage, um, I want to acknowledge, obviously, it's February. So, uh, happy Black History Month. I know there's different opinions about whether we should have that month or not, but since we have that month, we might as well just reflect on the history, because black history is American history, amen? Amen. So, <laughs> I know a lot of people, a lot of people say they don't see color. I disagree, I see all color. God created every one of us, each and every color. I'm obviously a brother from Oakland, California, so that's, that's how I am. I'm black, that's it is. But, Christ is always first. All right, man? So <clears throat> the passage I'm going to go through today is Luke 15. The title of the message is, Even When Man Doesn't Forgive, God Still Forgives. I'm going to say that again. Even when man doesn't forgive, God still forgives. Hey, yeah, amen on that? I grew up in Oakland, California, the church, man. I'm going to need a little amen or something. You know, I'm going to need a little something. Mm-hmm, something. Preach it. Say that again. I don't like no silence, bro. If you're going to be loud in the club, you might as well be loud at church, too. That's how I see it. Let it be known. Be bold for Christ. So in this context, before I get into the parable, so the tax collectors and, and, and Jesus was sitting with the tax collectors and the sinners. Basically... If he was in the calf, he'd be like sitting with people that's really unbelievers and rebellious. And the Pharisees and the scribes were being, they were being pretty bougie in this passage. They were just like, hey, look, why are you sitting with them type of people? And I keep it real. I've been, I, me being, doing ministry on this campus, I've been asked that too. Why do you sit with certain types of people in the calf? Why do you sit with certain unbelievers in the calf? And Jesus, I like what he says. This is in this is in the uh, this is in the uh, uh, Matthew version of this story, Matthew nine and twelve, when Jesus says, "It is not the healthy that needs a doctor." And last time I checked, we all sick. The real pandemic is sin. The real pandemic is we're all sinful. We're all bad. <laughs> whether you're whether you're six out of ten. 3 out of 10, or 9 out of 10, you're not 10 out of 10. I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, I'm going to go off script right quick. I'm glad Caleb mentioned Barry Bonds. Here's why. So you can, you can holler at me after this, but that man should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. Here's where I'm going with that. So in order to get to the Hall of Fame, baseball players help me out. What does your average have to be, usually? Three out of what? Three out of 10, which is a pretty good average for baseball, because baseball is a pretty hard sport. It's pretty frustrating. But realize this, that's still failing. In life, three out of 10 
is failure. But because of our sinful nature, we have lowered the standard of what good really is. Good is perfect. Good, we've, we've, we've tainted that because we wanted to feel good about ourselves and to judge somebody else. The reality is we're not good either. Even if you, even if you done every good work you could think of, you're still sinful. So in this story, Jesus was like, you know, let me, let me give you all a few parables. So he gave a parable about the lost coin. He gave a parable about the lost sheep. But the parable that I'm going to talk about today is the parable of the prodigal son. How many of you guys heard of the prodigal son? Don't be afraid. Raise your hand. They're all looking all stiff. All right. Um, so the prodigal son, it's a story. You got it under, Jason? Um, verse 11 through 16 here. So I'm going to go. Uh, there was a younger son. The younger son, the man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want to share my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded to a local, or a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields, his, uh, field to feed the pigs. The young man began, became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. And, you know, I've, I'm sure some of us in here have been lost. I mean, we're away from school. I'm far away from California. And I ain't gonna lie, when I first came out here, Dakota asked me to do a FCA, and I said, man, look, I'm just going to do baseball. I ain't doing no ministry. And look where I'm at now, up here. But I, I, was, I was far away, and when you're far away from home, you're tempted to rebel against what you grew up doing and what you grew up, what you were supposed to be doing. You know, my parents, I grew up in a Christian household. Uh, not many can say that. In Oakland, I had a two-parent home. I'm proud of that. I ain't got to fake my story to act all hard. I grew up in a nice home, never missed a meal or nothing. I grew up in a Christian house home. But I still had to make the, the decision for myself that I'm going to follow Christ. And it took me a while. It took me a little bit. I mean, I, obviously, I, I, <laughs> eight years old, I, I did the get out of hell free card. I'm, I'm going to oh, if you're going to say heaven or hell, I'm going to choose heaven, <laughs> you know. But it's one thing to choose heaven or hell and another thing to uh, live for Christ on earth. Because a lot of us in here, we, we, we think about that, but we're not thinking about uh, living it out. Because a lot of people believe in Christ. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing, I guess, in our, in our culture, especially in America, to just be like, yeah, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. But the question is, is he Lord over your life? He can be Lord generally, but is he Lord personally? Is he Lord over your life? So this guy, so if you really look at, the, if you look at the context of the story, he was feeding the pigs, and pigs is an unclean animal, especially for a young Jewish son. He started to eat the pig, uh, what, the, what he was feeding the pigs, which means he was rebelling against his religion. 
He was a rebelling against what he's supposed to be doing. And I don't know about you in here, I, I've had my days where I've rebelled. I was like, man, I'm tired of this, man. I'm, I'm tired of going to church. This ain't doing nothing for me. And, and what did he do? He went to the far country looking for something, looking for things that would fulfill him, that would never fulfill him. But he was trying to f- change his life up. And just like even Adam and Eve, we're, as humans, we're always trying to know too much sometimes. We're always trying to get ahead of God, know t- more than God. And we think we know more than God. We're like, you know what, bro? I'm not getting what I'm getting out of this life, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go get high, I'm going to go get drunk, I'm going to go get, because you know what, what you're doing with me, God, is, is not enough, so I'm going to go get lit somehow, because I want to feel something, you know, and then we start chasing cheap things instead of chasing fulfillment. We start chasing the pleasures of life instead of uh, fulfillment, because Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. What does bread do? It swells. A lot of us, we chasing this cheap thing, cheap candy of sin. And all the candy is going to give you a cavity. And that's the consequences in life. That's the cavity. So as he's going here, we're going going down to 17. When he finally comes to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the higher servants have good enough uh, to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. And he recognized even through his sin, he was like, look, I've been lost. But you know what? I'm starting to realize something. I had it going on back home. I had a Christian household. I had people praying for me. I had people loving on me. I have all this going on. I'm over here trying to chase all this stuff, and this stuff is not giving me what I thought it was going to give me. I need to go back. And he realized that. You know, the one thing, before I keep going, the one thing I respect for uh, the prodigal son was he made a clear boundary that he was not following God. You know, I don't know if you guys know about the story in Revelation 3 when Jesus is talking to the, the church of Laodicea. He says, I wish you were hot and cold. In other words, I wish you make up your mind. You either follow me or you're not. Lukewarm, lukewarm. How many of y'all like lukewarm coffee? If you do, you need prayer. <laughs> but I want it either hot or cold. I want to know what I'm dealing with. So <laughs> examine your life. Are you really 100% following Christ? Or are you cold? Are you, are you playing around? Because let me tell you something. By default, you're going to fall. You're not going to accidentally get yourself into heaven. You're not going accidentally to accidentally get yourself in the kingdom. You got to make up your mind. And I, so I respect the prodigal son for, for this. He said, look, <laughs> if I'm going to go do my dirt, I might as well not even claim I'm a Christian. I might as well not even claim to be a Christian, be a follower of Christ. I know when I was, when I was doing my dirt, I wasn't going to claim I was a Christian and then, and, then, and then be somewhere I'm not supposed to be at. That's fake claiming. How many of us like fake people? A lot of us, our generation, we, we love talking about how, how we hate fake people, but yet we being fake to the one who's real to us. Because he is a person. He's not just some figure in the air. He is a person with emotions. He created you. <laughs> Genesis, 1, 20, uh, Genesis 1 says he created, you in the, in, he created you in the image of God. So if we're in the image of God and we have emotions, that means he does. So why are you being fake with him? How would you feel? How would you feel if somebody only called you when life was struggling? 
I know we've all had there had a time where somebody don't holler at you until they need some or they need a favor from you. They don't want to rock. They don't want to talk to you. And yes, everybody's like, oh well, God is all knowing. Yes, He is, but He loves us enough because He wants a relationship with us. He still wants to talk to you. He still wants to talk to you, man. So like I said, make up your mind. And if you're not following Christ, just set the border right there. Just be like, look, I'm not following him. I'll have more respect for that than people who are just fake claiming and being like, you know, I'm a, I'm a born, I'm a believer. Yeah, but you're getting lit every weekend. <laughs> Where, like, where's the witness in that? And 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 my point is, is a lot of people use this passage, especially before this passage when Jesus sitting with sinners. Everybody's like, well, you know, Jesus sat with sinners, so that means you know, it don't mean what you think it is. You you cannot take twelve shots in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Y'all can laugh at that. I know you. Yeah. You you. Realize this, Jesus ate with sinners. He hung out with them, but he didn't become like them. Because I'm not, I'm not a believer in you got to start sinning <laughs> to convert. I'm not going to settle my life. I'm not going to settle my standards down because you want to play around. But I am going to have grace and love on you regardless. I mean, most people in here know what you got? I mean, I told y'all, you know, if y'all need anything, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to judge you. I've been there and done that. But I'm not going to want to share in the dirt so I can be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm being loving. Love, love is telling the truth. And if you're living out of pocket, that's me being loving. If I'm accepting what you're doing and being like, oh, well, it's good, you know, I'll do it along with you. That's not love. That's just being accepting. And that's what our, our culture is. We, we're, we're confusing the two things of Love and acceptance. We're confusing the two things. When I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you ask me to hold you accountable as a believer in Christ, I'm going to hold you accountable to the highest standard because I want, I want you to hold me to the highest standard too. If I'm living out of pocket, I want to hear it. And if you get mad at me, man, you mad at God because I'm holding you accountable to the same book you claim to believe in. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. You either following him fully or you not at all. And if you think you can play around and wait until you're older, man, these people, the disciples, they weren't, they weren't no, no 80, 90-year-old, man. They were young. I was over winter break. I was reading the book of Jeremiah, and, then, and he told Jeremiah, he was like, man, I need you to go prophesy to many nations. You know what Jeremiah told him? I'm too young for that, man. Nah, I ain't me. I'm not equipped for that. God's not waiting on your equipping. He's going to equip you. You sinful. <laughs> he don't need you. He can make a rock talk if he wanted to. But reality is he wants, he wants to use you because he, is, is he loves us. Amen? So, and as we're going through these verses, he um, goes 18. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on the higher servant. Have a little fun right quick, man. I remember, I remember when I got in trouble at school one time, I threw a rock at somebody. Uh, uh, okay, he threw her first, you know. Don't throw rocks. But, you know, when you get in trouble, <laughs> get sent to the principal's office, and, you know, I, I, I could feel the prodigal son because he, he, he he's rehearsing because really he's scared to go back home. 
Cause I know for me, I was I was thinking about it all day. I said, man, when I get on the school bus, man, ooh, my mom and dad finna give me the business. Nervous. He was rehearsing, cause he cause he felt like, man, I messed up so bad, man. Ain't no way the father gonna forgive me for this. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going home. I'm sure a lot of things was going through his mind at the time period, going home, rehearsing, like, man, I'm, I'm scared to go home, man. I've messed up bad. I've sinned. I rebelled against my religion. I ate what the pigs ate. You know, how many of us have been there? Though? You know, you, you, you feel so convicted. You, you scared to go. You scared to turn your life to God because you're scared he's going to not forgive you. I've been there. I'm just like, man, you know how hard it is to pray when you're living in sin? Even me doing ministry right now. A lot of y'all remember, a lot of y'all don't remember, uh, a couple of y'all was here last year. I spoke at FCA at Fields of Faith last year, man. None of y'all really knew. That was a, the toughest time, my time, my, my, toughest time of my life, man. Me and my parents was funking. Um, you know, I, uh, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts, man. I just got off of alcohol, drinking a lot. But, like, nobody realizes that because there's like, well, you're just a, Good Christian guy who grew up in a Christian, like, y'all don't know me. <laughs> really don't. I struggle. There's a reason why I go to God every day, because I do struggle. I mean, if it wasn't for these theology professors, I mean, Butner took me in one. I was in uh, historical theology last year. Fell in a few classes. Yes, in ministry. Yes, I was failing classes. In ministry. I'm not ashamed to say that, because I said, because it is what it is. Butner took me in, and Butner was like, man, you, that's not you. I felt too ashamed. Even me being a Christian, I was too ashamed to even try to look at him in the face, because I was like, man, I'm so far gone, man. I ain't, ain't nobody going to want me, man. Ain't nobody going to want to deal with me. Nobody going to ask me to speak somewhere. I didn't want to speak at Fields of Faith, to be honest with you, because I felt too ashamed to even be speaking in front of a whole lot of people when I'm struggling with my own stuff right now. And a lot of people thought I was cool, and I was like, man, I am struggling. But I had, been, I had to be reminded that the Lord forgives. You should get an amen on that one. The Lord forgives everything you've done, no matter what you've done. If you're breathing right now, you still got a chance to turn to him. You still got a chance to go to him and be used by him. You know, I'm not, I'm not up here because I grew up in a Christian home. I'm not up here because I'm a theology major. I'm not up here because I'm up here because it's grace and mercy. Anybody else could be up here right now. This is really, it's a blessing, and I thank the Lord for putting me up here, but I'm not up here because of my good works. I'm up here because of his grace and mercy. All I, all, I, all I did was just say, Lord, just, just take it away. And he's been working on me. And he's still working on me. He's still working on me. I mean, and I'm dealing with consequences from past sins. Yes, some earthly consequences from past sins. But even through that, he's still working on me. And he can work on you too. But all you got to do is really be bold and really be like, you know what? Because <laughs> I, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, man, your life suck anyway. You ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> We always talk about how depressed we are and how life sucks. Try something else. Try something different. If you keep, you ain't, 
you, you can't drink yourself to the, uh, uh, away. You can't smoke yourself away. You can't watch and porn. All that. You can't. It's not going to give you that fulfillment. So why do we keep doing it? Try something new. If your life sucks, fix something. If your life sucks, try a new method. Try Christ. That's why I'm up here because I'm evidence that, that you know, his grace and mercy, man, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Because I don't deserve to be up here. I really don't. And a lot of people have been questioning, like, well, you deserve to be up here because you've done this around campus. They ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm only reason why I'm doing stuff across campus is because of his grace and mercy. The only reason why I minister to some of y'all in the calf is because of his grace and mercy. I'm not doing that because I'm some special human being. I'm a sinful just like y'all. I got the same flesh y'all got. I want to throw hands too with somebody. <laughs> I want to get drunk too. I got lustful thoughts. I got everything. But because of the Holy Spirit, I have self-control. And he's, he's just, he's cleaned my thoughts up. He's cleaned everything up for me so that I really, I become content. Because like I go back to what earlier in the sermon, he said he's the bread of life. So he fulfills me so much. He swells me up so much that I really, I'm not hungry for sin no more like I used to. I'm not. It's not because of, I'm too good. I'm, I'm a goody two-shoe. It's because I'm chasing something that's, refil- that's fulfilling. So as I go through this passage, um, as he comes home, his father, his father is waiting on him. Isn't it great to know that God, not only is he, not only is, was he happy to see him, he was looking for him. He was looking for him. Even when you messed up, God's still looking for you. A lot of us feel like God isn't caring about us no more. God don't care about me. You, you that ministry, you, I hear that all the time, you that ministry dude, God care about you all the time. God looking for you too. He's looking for all of us. He's looking for all of us, man. It's, there's a reason why he made a parable about the lost sheep, man. There's a, there's a, if one strays away, he's going to be look, going to look for him. The problem is, a lot of us, we view God's love and God's forgiveness through man's love and man's forgiveness. Because I ain't going to lie, we, know, <laughs> we some salty people. We some angry people. We're some prideful people. Even I'm calling out Christians too. Prideful, angry, arrogant. We forget why we're down here. We're down here on the Great Commission, like Benny said. A lot of us forget the Great Commission. We, are, we, 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 we go on these mission trips, but is your life a mission trip? Our life is a mission trip down here, man. We're not in some Christian huddle. This one for my football players in here. A lot of us in here, we stay in the huddle, but we're afraid to get hit. We're afraid to get back on the field because eventually you can huddle and write on the best game plan on, but if you're not on the field, if you don't ever go on the field and you're just in this Christian huddle, I want to hang out with my... Christian friends and never talk to any of these unbelievers because I'm not I'm better than them. No. That ain't what God called you to do. If we was if it was a Christian huddle, if it was about us just being saved for just chilling, he took us, he took me to heaven a long time ago. We're down here on a mission trip, 
all of us, different roles, different job occupations, whatever it is, wherever you are, you don't got to be a preacher to spread the gospel. You don't got to be a pastor to spread the gospel. You can be a simple, you can be a janitor. You can be, you can be Jace back there doing a sound check. You can be anywhere, but he calls us to spread the gospel wherever we are, to all nations. That means everywhere. Everywhere. So, at the end of this, at the end of this passage, and here's where I'm going to end it off at. The father saw the prodigal son. He was happy. He hugged him. He was happy that, 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 he, that he came back. But there's a twist to it. He, he, said, uh, he said, let's throw a party. Let's, you know, let's celebrate. But there was somebody that was salty. There was somebody that was like, that was like, um, acting pretty bougie. He came back. His older brother had a hard day working, came back, and he heard the party. And he said, so what's going on? What's going on around here? Hey, yo, your brother came back. So? Yo, your brother, he was lost, man. He was out there. So, I mean, Father, why you never do this for me? Why you, why you never gave me a party like that? A lot of us can act like that, man. So even when that brother or the older brother doesn't forgive you, or when people don't forgive you, when Christians don't forgive you, God still does. Amen? So I'm going to let Dakota come close out in prayer. Um, if you need anything, I mean, we got these brothers right here that are with me. We do Bible study, devotion every morning. If you need any questions, just holler at us. All right? Thank you, Aaron. Let's give one more round of applause for Aaron. So I know we're a little bit over time, uh, but Sterling College is a Christian campus, and I know the uh, professors care more about uh, the health of this body uh, than being late. So uh, if, if you are a little late, um, please just have the professors just email um, uh, the chaplain, uh, Jose, and he'll take care of you. Um, but I want to end in a, a benediction, but I just want to uh, comment on a couple of things that uh, Aaron said. But a lot of us, we look at this Bible um, like, a, like it's a story. And I know a lot of us, when we think of stories, we think of what? We think it's fiction. But really, this is far from fiction. This is real people, real emotions, and the realest person is Christ. And I guarantee you, if you just open up this book and read it, you will find many, many uh, relatable stories that can hit you in ways to where you would never expect it to hit. And it's time that we go to Jesus Christ being real and not fake. So if you can uh, rise up, uh, stand up, I'm going to read this benediction. Uh, put your hands out if you receive this. Um, but it's Romans chapter 15, verse 5 through 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance to Jesus Christ, not the world, but Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. May God bless you.